Greetings, and welcome to a special E3 edition of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join Paul, Daniel, and their occasional guests as they talk about the things they love and hate about video games and the gaming industry. In this episode, we take a look at some of the major announcements from this year's E3. Surprise! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Card Podcast. We're back. It's time to talk about E3. We're doing the retrospective this year since uh, neither of us really had time to do the entire wrap-up of each and every single portion of the conference, and that's okay. I'm Paul of What's Paul Playing Today, and with me as always is Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. What's up, buddy? I'm tired. <laughs> and, and sick. Preaching to the fucking choir here, minus the sick portion. Yeah. I am also twi- tired. Yes, yeah. I'm so tired I said twired. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good place to be. Something like that. Yeah, so it's been a while since we've um, had the chance to talk to people. Couple and, months, yeah. yeah, a little bit. And by a couple, I mean three. Yep, maybe six. But trust me, we're frustrated too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially me. So, kind of to reiterate where we're at, like I'm still waiting. Like my personal goal is the twins get to sleep before nine slash ten o'clock and don't wake up before midnight. <laughs> Basically, is when I can, and they do that for a whole week. A solid yeah. week, so seven days in a row. That's when I'm pretty much good to go and can do whenever, whenever, and have my nights back. It's been eight months, and they eight and a half months, and they still haven't done it. I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I was able to get an audiobook done in the time that you. I know, it's, but it's just like, God damn it! Come on, man. <laughs> and it'll be they'll be doing great, and then it'll be like. We'll be like five nights into a streak, and one of them will stay up until like twelve thirty, and just be pissed off and not want to sleep. And it's like, fuck you, man, just go to bed. Right. <laughs> and then like, one of them always wakes, or for a while, she hasn't done it in about a week now, but she was waking up at basically about four to four thirty every morning. And at that point, Jesus. I I couldn't go back to sleep, so like, well, no. I would just sit in bed for like an hour and just stare at the ceiling. Well, so, that sucks. Yeah. So that's why I'm always tired because well, I mean I average about three to four hours of sleep a night or something like that now. So it's it's good. <laughs> All that military training is coming in now. Yeah, no shit. That's why I, I'm um, fueled by coffee. That and coffee, yes. Trust me, we're both we're both in that direction. All right. So in the in this intervening time, you've had some uh some big news about your uh, Twitch channel. Do you wanna oh do you wanna yeah. tell the audience about that since we haven't had a chance to? Yeah, sure. Uh, so while I was while we were uh, on hiatus, really, uh, I was able to actually hit Twitch affiliate, which uh, is a reasonably low bar to start monetizing your channel. But at the same time, it's uh, it's some pretty big news for me since that was I'm able to actually make some money. My understanding is less than five percent of the people on Twitch are affiliate. No shit. Like so, it is a very it's it's a low bar because like so if you're if you're unfamiliar the the bar that they set to become affiliate is like you have to stream 
eight times in a month or seven mm -hmm. times in a month. So mm -hmm. basically twice a week have to have at least you have to have at least an average of three viewers in the last 30 days. Yes. You need to stream for seven unique days in the last 30 days and reach 50 followers. Yeah, 50 followers. And then well, it's, there's also an hour, an hourly thing. So I think it's at least eight hours a month or something like that. Stream eight hours in the last 30 days. You're right. So, that one. so it's a small amount. The two mm -hmm. hard ones to hit are getting 50 followers and the average and of three the viewers. averaging of three viewers. Yes. So how did you break your three viewer average? <laughs> it was the weirdest thing so a little bit of backstory i play a lot of fifa uh with my my buddy dan and a bunch of his, his buddies and our mutual friends and he started playing uh football manager 2017 and i was like oh this looks really cool so i started looking into it because i like the idea of being able to manage a, manage a team and it feels like the ea portion of that just doesn't give me enough flexibility in order to do that. So I was like, oh, this is on sale. I'm just going to buy it. And I bought it for myself and for Dan because I was feeling generous that day. Uh, not this Dan, other Dan. Anyway, um, long story short, I started live streaming that and I was getting like an average of eight to 10 viewers on watching it. And I got more followers and then I got slapped with a... Uh, a raid from another streamer who was streaming football manager that boosted me way way high up there was like 80 or 90 people watching the stream at the time and then obviously tapered off and like maybe 25 before that stream ended and ended up getting i think i've got 75 followers now and i've been averaging like three to five depending on what i'm what i'm streaming most of the time it's overwatch now since i've given up on football manager fun game <laughs> but it's not something i want to continue playing all the time but I ended up uh, playing and streaming Fallout, uh, the original Fallout yesterday for, God, almost 10 hours because I was trying to beat it and the game ended up corrupting. My save files corrupted. I need to start over. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I was at the end too. Like I was about to attack the military base. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. And that was it. That, that, but yeah, so that... Oh, congratulations, sir, because it apparently is, even though it seems like a really low bar, it is quite an nice. accomplishment because like if you look on any of the what they're referred to as directories, like if you go in under any game and you scroll mm -hmm. down just the sheer volume of people that have one or zero people watching them, it's astounding. There'll be like there'll be like a thousand people streaming a game and maybe the top. 30 people on that list will have more than two people watching them yeah it's so. it's insane to think about how few people are watching spread out yeah. and how many are just watching one person oh like um so funny funny e3 story oh, ninja who's a big guy on twitch plays lots of Fortnite. Uh, not bro, just big the top yeah, person on yeah, twitch he's, he's a little little streamer uh so he went to e3 he didn't stream for two days Mm -hmm. lost 40,000 subscribers. Yeah, and <laughs> no, to put this into perspective, he was worried about dipping under 250,000 at one point. Yeah, which is not... I mean, if you think about it, a subscriber on Twitch, five bucks a month. Yes, then the, the uh, if, person... If, if they aren't doing one of the crazy tiered subscriptions, because when you're at yeah. this level, you can that do doesn't... tiered subscriptions. It doesn't count tiered subscriptions. However... And actually, I can do two subscriptions too, but that's not—that's a different story. Um, 
so affiliates can too. It's kind of weird. But you make $2.28 from each subscription paid. That doesn't count uh, Twitch Prime, which gives you the flat two fifty. Kind of weird, right? Yeah. But yeah, that's it's it's insane to think about just how much money he makes from subs alone. And that's not that doesn't count donations and tips and yeah bits and all that other random stuff they do now indeed indeed yeah, so he probably makes he he's he's gonna be comfortable for the rest of his life probably he could, he yeah. could stop right but now and be comfortable the, the rest of his life the note the just the note that in 20 in 48 hours he lost forty thousand subscribers is crazy like yeah just wow and that's it why is. people on youtube and twitch are afraid to ever take days off <laughs> yep yep yeah. Which is a shame because people should get to take days off because they need it for sanity. Yep, it's two dollars and twenty eight cents per sub. All right, per paid sub. So, speaking of sanity, <laughs> let's dig into E three. Oh. All right, sure. We just yeah. have a fun bullshit. <laughs> I know, but we need to we need to get trucking. All so right, right. Here, here's our goal. Our goal is we're going to hit what we feel like are the high notes of each of these things, or sometimes the low notes, because there are some that are going to be low notes. We're going to continue. Yeah, we're going to we're going to gloss over a lot of stuff, probably just mention it in passing. But there might be a couple of things that we really dig into because uh, we're ex- if we are excited about them, because there are definitely a couple of things we're excited about. Like Sekio Shadows Die Twice. Pretty sure Paul's excited about that. I'm surprisingly not as excited as you think. Really? They announced that it was single player only. Oh, well, that's that kind of put a damper on my excitement. Okay, I can see that. All right. So let's start with the first one, which was EA. I've I've heard some really funny commentary on the EA one, and I definitely agree with it, was that it felt like EA was pitching to investors and their board members and shareholders and not yep. actually talking to the fans that are like sitting in front of them or at home wanting to play their games. Did you notice there was very few cheers throughout the entire EA conference? Yeah. Like it was dead quiet for the most part. And then the funny part was like that I noticed is like how careful they were to avoid talking about monetization thanks to, you know, Battlefront yeah. 2 <laughs> and how much they just got smacked because of like their crappy monetization practices. Mm-hmm. And uh the best one was when uh Bioware was up there talking about Anthem and they were like, it will not have loot boxes and there will only be cosmetic items available for purchase, and you'll get to know you know you'll purchase exactly what you want. And it's just like, yep, yep, you guys might have learned, but not really. Yeah, then no, not at all. In my opinion. Kind of the weirdest big thing that came out of EA's was their Origin Access Premiere. Yep. Which is their their version of the whatever the Microsoft Access that they did. Uh, where uh EA Access, which is on uh, um, both Microsoft and Sony. Uh, well but no, but like EA or Microsoft's thing where it's you know available on PC day oh, Microsoft one. Game Pass. Yeah, Game Pass, that one. Yeah, so it's basically Origin Access Premiere gives you full access to EA's PC games mm-hmm. when they come out. It'll be $15 a month or $100 a year, and there's no release date yet. But they're basically, you know, talked about Battlefield 5 and hmm. Anthem. Or actually, I don't know if they actually mentioned Anthem, but they mentioned FIFA and they mentioned Madden because Madden is going to be available on PC for the first time in like a decade this year Madden was able to when was Madden on pc a long time ago i never knew that 
a long time ago. Hmm. But yeah, it's been it's been a while. It's been more than like seven or eight years, I think. But yeah, yeah. Th- so it'll be interesting. I might actually pick it up because it's on PC, but it depends mm-hmm. on how terrible their microtransactions are because you know they're going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I actually my notes were just literally on the games they debuted since yeah. I kind of watched an abbreviated version of most of these. Yeah. Well, and that's the that's the only thing that's not game related that. Yeah. What's of interest is like, oh, that's kind of cool. Because if you mm-hmm. if you like Origin and you like EA games and you already are part of their access program, because the access thing is just like it has other games available. Because I think they I'm trying to remember the the other ones that they said were available on just regular access now. And I want to say it was like, I don't know. I didn't write them down, so I don't remember. It's but, not really important. Yeah. It, but they, they had a few new ones that were going to be available. So that was kind of interesting. And then... The running joke of E3 this year is uh, 100 Battlefield games parachute onto an island and fight over who's going to be the last one left alive. Yeah. Battlefront 5. <laughs> Battlefront 5. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Battlefront 5. Fun. Battlefront 5. Same thing. Uh, it, it's getting Battle Royale mode because everything is getting Battle Royale mode. And look. Do you hear that? I'm already bored. Yeah. People are like... people. Some people cheered there. They were probably investors. Yeah, probably. Um, that, that was one of the very few things that got cheers, uh, except for this next thing that was really interesting because it was announced by like the hostess girl in the crowd sitting next to one of the the head guys at Respawn Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And they just basically, they announced very casually that they're working on a Star Wars game. Yeah, it, after after this one bit them on the ass i think they're kind of shying away from well i don't know because it's like i think this is it's like the visceral thing after they closed visceral and people were mad because that star wars game looked amazing it did maybe like i mean it sounds like this one's maybe it says holiday 2019 is when they were talking about it being out so probably 2020 because everything gets pushed back um but the game is called jedi fallen order and you get to actually play a Jedi, which mm-hmm. you know is what people want out of Star Wars generally. Uh, and it's going to take place between episodes three and four. And it sounds like you're going to be playing one of the Jedi that's being hunted down by Order 66. So Vader trying to exterminate all of the Jedi. Yeah. The Emperor, like, and you're a fallen order. Sounds like you're going to be one of those guys. I mean, here's my concern. It's done by the guys who only do first person shooters and it's supposed to be a third person game did you ever play the old jedi games that were the first person and third person yep those were really good yeah but they weren't done by respawn yeah but i'm just concerned about the who's doing it that's all oh i understand but like respawn has actually done some really good stuff lately like because I'm pretty sure they they're the ones that did Titanfall, right? They did Titanfall one and two, and yeah, Titanfall two was actually like apparently a lot of people's most underrated game of last year because it came out at a really shitty time, sandwiched between Battlefield one and Call of sequels. Yeah, and it was it was okay. No great shakes. Yeah, I played the first one. It was okay. No great shakes. Played the second one. Same thing. Yeah. There's a cool little platformer they showed off called Unravel 2. I did like this. I I don't remember on the first Unravel game. Like I don't remember seeing that announced or it was uh 
I believe it was back when the Xbox One first came out, and that and it was on uh, on the Xbox One. I don't remember playing it, but I believe yeah. that was the case. I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, the the funny part is that when I first saw the trailer they were showing off, I I thought it was a little Big Planet thing. <laughs> Which didn't make sense that EA was showing it off because that's a Sony property, um, but it made me laugh a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but it it's interesting because the game is designed to either be co op or single player. I saw um, that too, and I was very conf- confused. So during there's two different sequence. There's action sequences and puzzle sequences in the game, and during right. the action sequences, if you're playing single player, it'll absorb one of the little yarn things into the other one and they just run as one unit so you can do all of the stuff you need to do when Mm -hmm. it slows down and gets to a puzzle sequence they separate and you can switch back and forth between them and you like you know move one over here do something switch back to controlling this one move him over and so it's kind of like brothers except less yes except (laughs) kind of like brothers except less breaking your brain because you're trying to control two characters at once with two different sides of the same joystick yeah that game is fun if you want to just have your brain go for like about an hour (laughs) my the next one i'm just pissed about yeah i'm pissed about this one too and their presentation made it even worse that was amazing it was so hilarious like it was so like bad it was hilarious it just i'm just just here to build mammoth tanks it's command and conquer mobile (laughs) it's that's all it is i just looked incredibly unfun and yeah not there's at all engaging yeah it's a a strategy game so it's basically just like you're controlling three little nodes and launching a missile at people and like they brought two professional gamers up on stage and had them play an actual match it took like 10 minutes and it was so boring and unimpressive that it was like why why did you show this why didn't you just like make a hype package? Like, why did you need to, to do this yeah, for ten minutes? The the my my only note throughout that entire minutes, the, the entire ten minutes is how fucking depressing is this? Yeah, it's one of the best uh, RTS franchises in history, and like that's what's become of it. Yeah, let's like, just take a shit and hope it crap, for the best. Crappy mobile game. Yeah, and like I said, it looks like it'll be. Maybe fun for a week. Like you put it on your phone, you goof off with it. It's a little little pooping game for a couple minutes. And then like, yeah, I'm done. I think I got all I can get out of it. <laughs> Pretty much. And then they showed off Anthem more and were very, no loot boxes. Yeah, they were, Iron Man the game doesn't have loot boxes. Yeah. The funny part is the more they show off Anthem, the more it looks like Destiny. Mm-hmm. And it makes me laugh. And the more bored I become. Yep. But allegedly will be out February 22nd before it gets delayed until holiday season. Yeah. All right. Let's move along to Microsoft. Microsoft. Oh, God. <laughs> Are you so, laughing at my notes? Because <laughs> it's absolutely correct. I'm sitting here because Halo Infinite, they, they showed a teaser for it and then fucking nothing else for the rest of the conference. Yeah. Nothing. The interesting thing about this year is last year, Microsoft it showed off a lot of hardware and it was kind of hit mm-hmm. and miss and it just wasn't 
good. So they tried to do what Sony did last year, and they just barraged you with a ridiculous amount of games, like more than 50 games. Lots of them were exclusives. Lots of them were timed console exclusives and stuff like that. But yeah. it was it was good because it was just like, all right, cool. Trailer, trailer, trailer. Bring some guys out. Show some gameplay. More trailers. Like It's like, all right. Awesome. This is not you talking about your boring hardware for the xbox one x for 20 fucking minutes though there's one thing i wish they had talked about that's hardware related that's really fucking cool that they're doing that like the controllers the uh accessibility controllers yeah it's awesome those things are amazing like holy shit there's what like a hundred something different attachments for the thing like yeah basically so if you're unfamiliar there's a huge problem in gaming in that people who are not physically capable of holding and using a controller for hundreds and thousands of different reasons, like they have this big problem that they, there's a lot of games that they can't play because they're either too fast. They're overwhelming. They just, they can't use the controllers. Like there's all of these problems that people have. And one of them is, they have to come up with these custom controllers. Like they have to make their own controllers and stuff to do this stuff. Or shops and, will make them for them. And like, there's yeah. been a lot of custom shops doing that. Yeah. And Microsoft saw this and was like, Hey, we have a big opportunity here and I'm sure they're not going to make money on this stuff. Like it's a, it's no, no, it's a money pit. But yeah. That's okay. It's, it's a loss leader. Like you're getting people into your ecosystem because like, Holy shit. You can make a controller that will work exactly how you need it to work with your physical condition. So like foot buttons and all kinds of craziness. Like I'll see if I can find a trailer for the controllers or something like that to put in the show notes because holy crap, it is, they're really great. And I am shocked it actually didn't get mentioned at E3 because that would be a huge, huge thing that they should mention. And Absolutely. That's a big oversight. Silence. Yeah. But like I can understand wanting to focus on games this year, but that I think the accessibility controller is something they should have like tucked in the middle or or even made a trailer for it. Yeah, like they, like a hype trailer for any of the games that they, they yeah, like they, they do like the little panning over the console kind of crazy movie trailer yeah. tech demo. But just yeah, they should have just just tucked it in there somewhere because it would have been exciting for people in an entirely different way. Yeah, like the gamers who don't have full motion of their arms or hands would be blown away by this news yeah so i don't know but yeah they led with the halo infinite trailer and that's all it was just a little trailer yeah just a little teaser and then yeah no mention of anything like no details at all Um, nothing else. they might have had more details on uh you know in their booth or something like that but yep we're just talking the the uh conference stuff yep uh Another game they show off, which looks really cool in a very bizarre way, and it's probably going to be really ridiculously sad because it's a spinoff of Life is Strange. Um, it's called The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, and it kind of bridges the stories between Life is Strange and Life is Strange 2. Apparently it has some of the characters from the second game in it to mm-hmm. kind of introduce them or something like that. Uh, it's going to be available for free on the 26th of June. Which the trailer is... The trailer is really cool. You should watch it. Uh, And it's like a kid playing a superhero. And he looks like he has like a pretty rough life outside of his make-believe world. So, yeah. And 
like it's they're really good about bending reality and all kinds of crazy stuff in the life is strange series so it should be cool especially since it's free like definitely like go check it out and maybe you'll like huh maybe i'll check out life is strange if you haven't already yeah and I, 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 honestly i haven't but i'm curious about uh captain spirit yeah but i, I have a feeling it's gonna be really sad but that's not a bad thing <laughs> yeah i i I did see that there's going to be, I think they sandwiched in between this and the uh, the next one is the Sea of Thieves. Did you see? Oh, the yeah, there's, that? there's two expansions coming soon for Sea of Thieves and they look really fun. But yeah, uh, you know what? Honestly, after playing it, I couldn't be more bored. It is a an endless sea of fetch quests and there's there's nothing beyond that. There's no meat. It's just a, like it's, a sea of gravy. It, it's and in that the mention like yes i i totally can agree with you uh but it's like i think it's a lot like minecraft it's if you have a bunch of friends and you're running around together just goofing off and doing stuff like there's a lot of just weird shit you can do it can be fun yeah but at the same time there's there's just nothing more yeah like i, I, I want more out of a game I, I totally understand you man and hopefully like more is coming with this these two expansions but it just sounds like they're adding more random crap to the sea but yep one of them i think is a kraken i don't i don't know a hungry hungry deep or something like that is one yep. of the expansions but I, I didn't see the other one i honestly just yeah. kind of tuned out yeah i think it'll be interesting to see i'm curious like because i still want to play more of it because i haven't gotten to play very much sure i think i'm only like level 10 I don't even own it. I played the demo. I played the the beta, the, um, the beta and it yeah. seems like they, they didn't add anything further. Like they promised more stuff, but didn't actually do anything to deliver on those promises. But I enjoyed it. I will enjoy it more. We'll we'll see as it as the stuff comes up. Yeah. Next thing that seemed really interesting because a lot of people love the game is an expansion for Cuphead. Yep. And it's called I- the Delicious Last Course. Get it? Get it? <laughs> I get it, but I don't know if I like it. But yeah, there's going to be a new character, new bosses, a uh, new island to explore, and it's going to be out in spring of 2019. Yeah. And it looks good. Like, I mean, because Cuphead looks good. Like, it- Oh, yeah. That's a wonderful game. And it is 100%. You better fucking learn how to play this game or you're yeah. going to die. And then... This is a funny one because this is where I sent Paul a message. He wasn't actually watching it live, but I, I thought he was. So I sent him a message after this trailer that asked him if he needed to change his pants because it's a, a game called Sekio Shadows Die Twice, which is a game from, from software. Mm-hmm. And it is Samurai Dark Souls. Yeah. <laughs> or at least that's what it looks yeah. like. It kind of looks like. Yeah. Th- apparently, with more details emerged during E3. It is far less like Dark Souls than we imagine. I mean, yeah. there's there's some combat similarities, but it's a lot more vertical. Like you've you've got a uh, kind of a, a grappling type of weapon attachment for your arm. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that's about? But you can. There's a ton well, his, of more vertical room. His arm is not normal. Yeah, it's just, like I said. I don't know what the hell that's about. But long story short, it's a uh, new game from From Software. If you yeah. enjoy the Dark Souls it's, series, Bloodborne check it out yeah it's one of three games announced from from software i think over the course of e3 the only caveat is that it's single player only yeah which kind of sucks yeah but it looks beautiful like it looks like a really interesting game yeah it, it looks absolutely gorgeous it looks like a game that i will absolutely 100 play 
but my excitement is tempered by the fact that there's no multiplayer. Yep. And then the last big one from Microsoft was Gears of War 5. And honestly, this looks fucking incredible. Yeah. I, I female protagonist too, which is you know very rare to headline a huge major franchise like Gears of War. Yeah. And so. I'm, it's it's getting more and more common. I'm thankful for that. Yeah. And I I think the story looks really interesting and like I said, it actually makes me want to go play Gears of War 4 to catch up on the story to figure out like what's going on with this new cast of characters because like i don't know most of the new characters i know one of them is the son of marcus phoenix yeah i wouldn't but gears was gears 4 was honestly pretty much a big letdown for fans of the series uh but yeah. uh, you probably just watch a playthrough of it or something and yeah. not have to worry about it but the, the this one looks like it's going to be fantastic they also announced um in, in here gears uh tactics yeah which i'm excited about it's an xcom style pc game yep hence why i'm excited yeah it looks looks interesting um oh and one last thing because it's absolutely fucking beautiful is uh the sequel to ori in the blind forest or whatever it is uh ori in the will of the wisps mm-hmm. and uh do early 2019 uh and it looks amazing like go watch the trailer just seriously absolutely. watch the trailer absolutely. gorgeous game um, yep. Oh, Gears of War is due sometime in 2019 because they didn't yeah. specify. So, so next... Bethesda. Yeah. This, <laughs> this, was, this awesome. was actually surprisingly funny. Like, they had a really good sense of humor this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and some of it was just really fucking bizarre. Like, uh, so for no apparent reason, Bethesda just starts their presentation off with uh an Andrew WK concert. Yeah, it's time to party. Is the, was the the headlining? No, they played Ready to Die. Oh, did they? Okay, yeah. they, because they, it led into the next game. Yeah, but still, like the song's from two thousand one. What the fuck? It's a good song. <laughs> what do you want? It is, but it's just like the people in the audience had no idea what was going on. Some of the best shots of this entire show is when they were they're like showing random crowd shots and it's like all of these old people like like just kind of like bobbing their head along and like what what are we watching who is this guy and like andrew wk being andrew wk and just balls to the wall rocking out yeah. that's what andrew wk does all because the time andrew wk yeah he's, he parties he's so hilarious like i yeah, love andrew awesome. wk um but yeah so it leads into rage talking 2. about rage 2 which exciting also led up to one of the best jokes of the night where Pete Hines goes, uh, the next game we're going to talk about is one that was announced by our partner, uh, Walmart, Walmart of Canada. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, that's so fucking good. So the, the point of that is that Walmart accidentally leaked confirming rage Two they early they leaked a sales page of 19 unannounced games or something like that. Yeah. And like, by the time E3 rolled around, more than half of them were confirmed to actually exist. Like it was a bad leak. Like it was, it was huge. And, and Rage funny. Rage Two was one of the games that got leaked, uh, and it was it was just hilarious. Uh, but Rage Two looks fun. It looks really fast paced and crazy, and it's actually not being made by id Software, which is a that little is weird. Strange. But yeah. I don't know. But could it, be could I, be a lot of fun. 
during the portions that I watched, they were also playing not only Ready to Die, but also It's Time to Party yeah, during yeah. The, the trailer that I watched. And it was just really just a fun looking game. Yeah, Rage just, 1 was disappointing, but this one looks really good. I, I had a lot of fun with Rage 1. I'm one of the few people that really enjoyed the first Rage game. but It was, it was just disappointing for me because I expected you to be able to co-op the, the entire game. The, and that was the reason that it just did not yeah, take off for me. I can understand that. Uh, the car stuff was a little disappointing in the first one, but... Yeah, but I'm sure the, they worked the that out The first person here. shooter stuff was ridiculously solid because oh don't it, get me wrong of course it is it was a, it was a very well controlled very well put together game yeah it just fell short because of the co-op aspect yeah and i think they made fun of uh rage 2 using like every color of the brown palette or something like that like mm -hmm. and they were making fun of having more colors and being bright and vibrant which is yep. you know they, they had a lot of little jokes at themselves um which was kind of funny from it was a good time. um so that's due in early 19 uh, the next game doesn't have a release date yet, and that was Doom Eternal, which also looked really cool, what they showed up. And mm -hmm. the way I would describe it is it's the way they were talking about it is like it's like taking the last Doom game, which was already pretty amped up and crazy, and turning it up to 11. And uh, it takes place on Earth. The Doom Slayer is more powerful. It has more crazy execution things yep. and they're having twice as many different types of enemies which is awesome since they've already had a pretty huge library yeah so it's like yeah you're just taking everything giving more of it and making it all crazier that sounds fantastic like, yeah like, that's a that sounds like a winning formula doom 2016 was incredible it was yeah. a really good game and I, i've said this the last time we we discussed this and where the story is a vehicle for the gameplay in most games this was it. The, the story is just like, hey, here you go. Here's a light story. Go fucking nuts. Go kill everything in sight. And the, we'll have more details at QuakeCon 2018. Yep. However, to flip that, where the gameplay is the vehicle for the story, we've got the next one, which is Wolfenstein Youngbloods. Yes. And this one, I know Paul's probably excited for because it looks really interesting. Uh, and so I guess minor, minor spoiler for Wolfenstein 2. Um, I mean, they, they come out and say it. I don't think it's a spoiler. Well, BJ like, has twins. Like the wife is pregnant. Yeah, that like that was in the trailers from last year. Okay. So that's not a huge spoiler. Because I thought she was still pregnant during during the trailer. Because the guy on acid with the butterflies, mm -hmm. with his wife was still pregnant at that point. Yeah, they mentioned that the birth was twins, I believe. Okay, but that might be wrong. But either way, it's it's not a huge spoiler. Yeah, they mentioned so, it here. <laughs> so this game is set in the 1980s, and his daughters are grown up. And it's in Nazi-occupied Paris, and it's both co-op or solo gameplay because there's two of them. Yeah. Um, and it's due out sometime in 2019. It looks great. You know, it's I'm exactly what you want. And you loved Pete Hines' joke about this game. I did. I did. In our never-ending quest to bring the message of fuck Nazis to every platform possible, they also had Wolfenstein Cyberpilot, which is a VR game. Yeah. Which I'm... I'm entertained by because I just love the fact that everyone's just fuck Nazis. 100% behind that. I do want to say that my excitement for Wolfenstein Youngbloods is kind of tempered, hoping it won't be a repeat of something like Resident Evil 5 or Army of Two. So what it what it sounds like is it's this is Wolfenstein 2's old guard. Okay. So there was Wolfenstein, was it the New Blood? The original one? uh the old the, blood it was the old blood i believe okay 
And then there was a there was a quasi sequel the standalone that got released. Yeah. Well, the, the new order was the original Wolfenstein that the, one, the yeah. reboot. And then the old blood was the quasi sequel, right. which yeah, was yeah, basically that's... a remake of the original Wolfenstein 3d. Yeah. So there's that. And then there's Wolfenstein two. And then this. So, well, but that's, that's not what I'm talking about. It's okay. the, the gameplay aspect of it where you have an AI partner and the AI partner is dumb as fucking beans. Unless you Derp. get somebody. Yeah. Derp squad. Just, yes, absolutely. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, but it's yeah. it's just dumb as a fucking box of rocks. Yeah. And until you get somebody to play co-op with you, you're gonna get a really poor experience. That's what I'm concerned about. Yeah. Um. So the next game is one that I'm really concerned about because I don't Me know. Too. It's like I'm excited in a way for it, but then also it's just like I don't know if this game is gonna be for me. Uh, and that was Fallout 76. And the reason why it's of a concern is that it is online only forced multiplayer Fallout. Did you ever play? Oh God, what was that fucking game? Blurp, blurp. My brain's broken. It. I just feel like it's going to be a Seven Days to Die clone or a a clone of the the other game that was out Rust? there. Rust. That's the one. Maybe I don't think it is. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to be that crazy. I think it's going to be super vanilla, super nerf everything. Yeah, but it's still concerning. uh, Yeah. So the the map is four times larger than Fallout 4's. It's set in West Virginia. There are six zones basically on the map. Each server, because you'll never see a server according to them, will feature dozens Mm -hmm. of players and Todd Howard's great quote was it's an apocalypse not a theme park it's full pvp there are player controlled Mm. nukes which will nuke part of the map and make it irradiated for a period of time Um, this was a weird part yeah and then they said it was it's fully playable solo which means that's what it's and and like it's a very particular way of saying it, which means that like you can play the game alone and you can go and do quests and you can have fun and you can build your little village and blah, 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 blah. Like you can do it all solo. But they said that the easiest way to do everything is as a group. Right. And you will always be playing online on a multiplayer PvP server. And that's where it's mm-hmm. concerning. Because if you've ever played anything like DayZ, you know that the minute you join an online multiplayer server after a certain point of time, you are just going to be killed by someone who is a much higher level than you. Yes. And I, I really wonder how they're going to control that griefing problem. That was my Rust experience. Every time I signed on to Rust, I was dead within minutes of signing on. Yeah. Like there was, there's no point to playing. Yeah. Um, they they mentioned that there's an update re- updated rendering engine that allows for 16 times the detail of Fallout 4, which is like, yeah. oh, good. So you're just going to like cripple people's computers. That's that sounds mm-hmm. good. Uh, <laughs> um, and there's a focus on building of like building your own little settlements where you can like claim a plot and build on it, and it gets attacked and by NPCs and players apparently. So my concern for that is that there's no mods to fix the building system because that was one of the big things for fallout four is that if you hated the building system, you just downloaded a bunch of mods until you liked the building system. Yep. And in this, theoretically, there are going to be no mods unless they do the creators club somehow. They won't. I think they're honestly going to kill mods at, at this point, which really sucks. 
Yeah, which is a terrible idea for them because I don't think they realize that that's part of the reason people play their games. Mm-hmm. To mod the shit out of it. Because yeah, the mods are fun and great. And, I mean, the, the best joke that I've ever seen about Bethesda is mod it until it breaks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also mentioned that it was softcore survival, mm-hmm. that there's going to be no penalty for dying, and that it's due out November 14th. Still concerned. I, I, my excitement on any of this is tamped by the fact that you're it's I'm just I'm so bitten hard by rust. Yeah. Like that was just a very poor experience for me. And I just don't want to see a repeat of that in but the, a but universe that I like. But that's my concerns. Like I wonder one, how long until they have that what I refer to as the Daisy problem, which is the mm-hmm. same thing you experienced in Rust where the Rust problem. There's a an element of the player base that will have fun. Like they want to play it for the PvP, and there's a bunch of people that just want to play it because they want to build stuff. And those are going to violently clash. Yes. Especially when you can start nuking other people's towns. Yeah, which is just, why bother playing again? (laughs) Why bother playing if you're just going to get nuked? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm hoping it'll be a private server. Yeah. But I don't hold much hope. It doesn't sound like it. The next one actually looks kind of cool, but at the same time, kind of concerning. So the next thing they announced was Elder Scrolls Blades, which kind of in retrospect makes the whole skyrim being ported to every platform under the sun makes sense and actually the the funnier part about it is earlier in the night they made a joke about porting skyrim to every platform under the sun by announcing that it was available for amazon echo yep and, and the funny uh, the funny part is it's actually available for amazon, for amazon echo. echo yeah and uh i think it was it was uh key, key repeal it was key okay yeah, key uh, basically was in the, the trailer for that, which was kind of hilarious. Yeah, but it is if you have an if you have an Amazon Echo, you can uh, uh, download Skyrim for it, and it's a little like choose your own adventure, text adventure kind of thing. And yep. it's apparently pretty funny. Which Alexa is... will read it back to you, and you'll do vocal choices, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so it's a mobile based Elder Scrolls game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cross platform. For Android, iOS, PCs, consoles, probably except for the PlayStation 4, and VR platforms. Why do you say that? Because Sony hates cross-play with other platforms. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Because like Fortnite, you can't play... Like, if you have Fortnite for the PS4, you can't play with uh, people on Xbox or people on the Switch. Well, not only can you not play with them, your account is locked. From yep. from being used on other consoles, including the PC, so beware of that if you want to play yeah. Fortnite. Yeah, so it's yeah, Sony is very anti crossplay with with other consoles. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know how it's going to work with Fallout seventy six. I don't know how it's going to work with Elder Scrolls Blades, um, but it's also going to be available for VR platforms, which is kind of interesting because the, the thing that they talked about is that like you could be sitting somewhere on your phone playing the game and be playing multiplayer with somebody playing VR, someone playing on VR on their computer at home. And like, which that's is really weird. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work, but no it's, idea. it's apparently free to play and it's going to be out in the fall and you can pre-order it on iOS and Android. Which they also make any sense at all, but yeah. you know, uh, and they then you can pre-register mention, on their website. 
they, they also access. sorry they also did mention that it was going to be a revamped combat system too yeah so i don't know i'll see what it's like for pc probably and whether it's like even remotely worth it it's got like a town building thing going on and an endless yeah. dungeon to see how far you can get and survive kind of a thing which is kind of cool yeah i do want to mention also uh before we move on to devolver is that they're going to debut their first wholly original franchise in 25 years starfield yeah they and it's I, a fully my, single player experience yeah my joke was that they pulled a nintendo because they like showed off the starfield logo mm-hmm. that was it yeah nothing just a satellite and a logo um mm-hmm. And then they announced that they were working on Elder Scrolls Six. They didn't even give a title for it; just landscape and the words yep. Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls Six. And I was just like, "Well, I'm really excited about the two new logos that Bethesda debuted." That one of them is not even a logo because yeah. it's just a name. Yeah. It's, just like, it's not even it's a logo. Just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, as as you mentioned, Devolver Digital had another press conference, which was again really funny. Uh, I highly recommend watching it. It's about 20 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it makes, it, it, to to quote the British, it takes the piss out of E3 and gaming press conferences. I Which seem, is awesome. Same ridiculous people as last time. Like, it's it's really hilarious. There's some, some throwbacks to last year's conference to make it even more hilarious. But there are three games that they talk about. Uh, one is called Scum, which is a multiplayer survival game. Uh, and this is the quote that they had for it is that players will start on an island with a goal of being to escape before dying. However, they must first remove an implant and survive against up to 63 other players on the hostile island. It's in early access on Steam right now and will be released in August. It's 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 yet another quasi survival game, game, quasi battle royale game, but it doesn't seem like it it seems like it's literally battle royale where you have to remove your collar before you can get off the island so that your head doesn't explode yeah like i don't know if it, it, it could be an interesting enough twist that it is but it's an indie game like because that's what digital devolver does they publish indie games basically right but yeah i mean it's on early access on steam if you're interested in checking out what it looks like uh but yeah it should be out fully in august uh the next game is one that i think you would have been interested in because this is the second from software game announced it has my curiosity uh it's called metal wolf chaos xd and apparently metal wolf is it just metal wolf or metal wolf chaos metal wolf chaos it's a a a mech an old mech game from from software Mm -hmm. and it's finally being brought to the west will be on xbox one ps4 and pc with updated visuals and it brought to widescreen because back in the day it was just four by three three. but it's keeping all of the original voice acting which apparently according to everyone it's like when once you hear it it makes sense that they kept all the voice acting because yeah it's it's japanese mech robot combat of course it has schlock and fun uh and this is the the great quote of the of the the game summary from software's third person shooter has the president of the United States, Michael Wilson, donning a mech suit called Metal Wolf so he can battle enemies born from civil unrest. Several states are trying to secede, and his own vice president, Richard Hawk, is out to get him. It sounds amazingly over-the-top stupid. Like, I mean, that that's like final fight levels of 
crazy yes. like mike hagar being the president or whatever and his daughter gets kidnapped and goes he's the mayor of metro yeah. city <laughs> and he goes and like beats people up to get her back like yep. it's a former great. former wrestler mike hagar yeah uh, <laughs> what yeah so there's no release date yet but apparently steam listed is coming later this year so mm-hmm. it sounds sounds really interesting and then they had a third game that was called my friend pedro which is a weird what they describe as acrobat if deadpool hadn't already had a game this would be deadpool the game yeah so it has a bullet time like mechanic and puzzle like elements that involve ricocheting bullets to kill people as quickly as possible or something like that yeah yeah it's a little crazy and it's coming in 2019 for switch and pc yep and then comes the worst press conference the hands down worst press conference of e3 square i don't i didn't know what to make of any of this because honestly it was it wasn't even a press conference there was nobody there they just kind of like here you go yeah turn on a youtube playlist yeah and what made it even crazier is that i think at the beginning they're like oh stay tuned to the end for more info on kingdom hearts 3 and it was like pretty much exactly the same trailer they showed during microsoft the day before Like there was very very little added to it. It's just like I don't think there was, was there anything added to it. Really, I don't I don't know because I don't think there was. But yeah, so they they've got a few. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven is finally being ported to mm-hmm. the West September fourteenth for P- PlayStation Four and PC. Nice. I'm excited about that one because I love the Dragon Quest series. Yeah. Shadow of the Tomb Raider looked really good too. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently it involves Laura Croft going insane and murdering everyone. Which was pretty much the other. Yeah. Look, but like she goes insane and murders everyone. And like, if you watch the trailer, she just murders everyone. Yeah. Like, it's but not she like murders she murders everyone in the games too. I mean, but, but it's not like she fears for her life in this one. She just straight out murders people. It's, it's pretty crazy. And apparently that's part of the thing is it's a much more darker game and it, it shows her going crazy. Yeah. But apparently she's trying to prevent a Mayan, Mayan apocalypse from happening. So shows a bunch of gameplay. Looked really cool. Nice. Um, Just Cause 4. Because Just Cause 4. Okay. It's okay. uh Okay. They, they apparently made all of the crazy rocket and grapple stuff easier to use and gave it a more robust palette of things you can do with it so expect a bunch of random crazy gifs and videos of people doing ridiculous shit with the game's physics another game where the story is the vehicle for the gameplay yeah coming december 4th yes this next one was interesting so they they showed a weird trailer for a game called the quiet man Hmm. they're going to talk more about it in august at some point and like I just just go watch the trailer because yeah. they don't know there's basically everything that's known about it right now is that it's a digital only game and that Square is calling it an immersive story driven cinematic action experience because that sounds like marketing. Yes. And that it will blend live action and realistic computer graphics with pulse pounding action gameplay. Yep. There's some marketing copy for you. Congratulations. Yeah. PS4 yeah ps4 and steam but yeah it looks really cool because it's basically shows a guy like walk into an alley or something like that and these guys like oh you're in the wrong place dude and then like the guy makes everything go quiet and then like just 
beats the ever-loving shit out of these guys and it's just like what the hell is this and it's not quite death stranding but it's definitely it's, up it's, there it's with definitely like oh that like this is huh? just weird enough to make me interested so yeah, yeah it was just huh and then they showed off kingdom hearts 3 that was it yeah. that's like pretty much every game they talked yeah. about yeah. kingdom hearts 3 looks interesting like there's like a lot of really cool worlds in it but um it's if you're a fan of kingdom hearts which a lot of people are paul's not no i just like that they have big hero six in it because that's like the most underrated disney franchise ever an incredible film needs a sequel watch it this morning really good film anyway on to ubisoft okay just Just dance is getting stupid (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean getting just it wasn't already i'm glad that it opens every ubisoft presentation now because it's just like okay crazy band conga line ridiculousness okay crazy dance people go away so i can actually watch something real yeah um so this this one was interesting because it was almost two hours long it was like over 90 minutes long but it didn't feel like it dragged at all no it was weird and like I found myself occasionally going like, man, I've been watching this for a while now. How long has this shit been going on? And it's like, I've been watching this for a fucking hour? What the hell? (laughs) So the one to talk about still at the beginning that almost still doesn't feel like it's a real game yet is uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Right now, it looks like a really great movie. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to the movie. I'm hoping that it's just... both Both trailers have been fucking amazing. Oh, they look fantastic, but I just... I have yet to care. Yeah. Uh, the cool, yeah. The cool thing that they showed off this or they talked about this time is that uh, they partnered with a a weird startup from Hit Record, the Hollywood actor yeah. guy, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, Hollywood actor guy. Um, where anyone can make art, graffiti, and music for the game. Yep. And they'll they'll take it and they'll put it in the game and like that's that's kind of a cool thing like especially if it's just random graffiti and stuff but yeah the the only issue with this is that everyone's been really clamoring about how they hate it they hate the idea of it because it's only you only get paid if ubisoft accepts it now they can't take the license to your work because that's all with hit record and it there's bit they're basically a middleman for ubisoft in this case there's been a huge uproar about Hit Record doing this. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's just it's been it's been really weird. Everyone's been screaming at at uh, Joe Scord and Levitt about it. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think it's a neat idea, but I love the idea of crowdsourcing it. But the people are objecting to the fact that you won't get paid for your work unless it's accepted. So, if you make something and it doesn't get used, you don't get paid. Oh no. Yeah, pretty much. So like. The real world, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, but I'm I'm not one the one objecting. I, just I know it's just want to bring it up. It just sounds like, like I don't know. I don't get that. Complaint. People like to be angry. Yeah, basically. And people are claiming that it's the the four exposure mentality here get, getting thrown out, and that's just that no, no, just, because if your stuff gets if your stuff gets used, you get paid. Yeah, yeah. it's not for exposure. For exposure would be if your stuff gets used, you get your name in the credits for exposure. And they don't pay you. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, moving along to the most boring game of the entire yeah. E3 conference. The Division 2. 
set in DC. Apparently, we'll have more in-game content and raids and end-game specializations and free DLC. I did like this portion of it. What, the free they're, not, DLC? they're not charging you for DLC. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Coming March 2019. Then they went into For Honor, which they're adding a fourth culture. Oh and it's the Wu Lin, which is a Chinese faction. This game is still being played by people? Apparently. Really? Uh, Starter Edition is available for free for a limited time on Uplay. So it might actually still be available at the time of you listening to this, maybe. We hope. If you enjoy For Honor. Yep. Then they showed a big gameplay trailer for Skull and Bones. Yep. It's a big, long gameplay trailer. And basically, it looks like a game built around the uh, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag ship combat. If you enjoyed that part of Assassin's Creed 4, you'll probably like this. No release date. We'll have a pre-launch beta. It looks okay. It's ships and cannons. Yeah, it looks okay. That's that's it. It looks okay. Then they shut off Sky Starlink, which I good slip up. Yeah. So Starlink and uh, the no, the people at Rooster Teeth had a really great joke about it. They called it No Man's Skylanders because this is the spaceship game where you have a physical toy ship and if as you replace components on the ship with other toy parts it uh changes your ship in the game hopefully some... yeah it looks interesting if you can play it without buying all the stupid toys and that's the where i'm worried about it's yeah. going to be a cash cow and then the big announcement they had was that Star Fox is going to be in the game exclusively on the switch and they presented uh miyamoto with a toy arwing I thought that was kind of clever. Yeah. And, was, and really adorable. It was pretty cool. Um, then they showed off Trials Rising, which is a new Trials game, which is a really fun stunt frustration rage game. <laughs> That's a of. really good way to put it. Stunt frustration. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like it's going to have like multiplayer, like excite bike levels of like eight players. Like that's what some it looked like in some of the trailers. Awesome. Um, and they had a hilarious presentation where one of the devs dressed up as Evil Knievel and like rode a motorcycle down to the stage and then was taking high fives and stuff. It was pretty funny. Looks nice. like a, a good Trials game. Like, yep. If you like Trials, you'll probably like this game. If not, you should check it out and see if you might like the game. Uh, and then they showed off yet another one of Walmart Canada's announced games, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Can they stop making Assassin's Creed games just for a little while? Just to let the mystery build? They did. They did make sure? one for like two or three years. And then they made the one last year. And then this one. <sighs> this one actually looks interesting. Because so there aren't very many games set in ancient Greece. I'm just saying they didn't stop long enough then. Because <laughs> I, I just I looked at this and I'm already fucking bored. This one, you can play as a female character. That was the one good thing from it. Yeah, was that it, you can choose your character. Yeah, there's a male and a female character that are siblings that you get to pick um it looks really interesting to me and that there are actually dialogue choices so it looks like it's actually becoming an rpg because there's like leveling and skill progression and now dialogue choices so it's like wait why are you why are you doing this like this is interesting why are you making an rpg now out of an assassin's creed game the funniest part was that everyone who wanted a new assassin's creed game was screaming about it having all the rpg elements yeah i I like like I'm interested in it because it has RPG elements. Um, so it's due out on October 5th. Or 
October 2nd if you pay $100 or more for the Gold or Ultimate Editions of the game on pre-order. Oh, lick my taint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we gotta, gotta hurry. We don't have a lot more to talk about. All right. So now we have the PC Gaming, uh, which PC Gamer Magazine hosted a PC-centric show full of announcements. Just yeah. everything. There was like 90 fucking billion games announced over the two-hour plus show. Yeah, so obviously we're not going to talk about all of them, but here are some of the interesting little things. Uh, Insomniac Games is working on a VR title called Stormland. It's just I do like kinda, Insomniac. Just kind of a cool thing. Yeah, especially since they're working on it, which, you know, yeah. as we'll talk about in a minute, the Spider-Man looks fucking awesome. Yes, uh, I'm excited. Sega announced that they're re-releasing a bunch of older PC games or older games on PC, including Shenmue, Shenmue 2, Bayonetta, Shining Resonance, Reframe, Yoko, uh, Yakuza, Yakuza Zero, Zero and Yakuza, Yakuza Kiwami. Yep. Valkyria Chronicles 4. And no release like, date or details, just that they're putting out all of these old games on PC. This was the most hype I've gotten in the entire conference because of all those games being re released. I'm super stoked. Yeah, I'll play Shenmue and Shenmue 2 on PC. Right? I'll play uh, Yakuza Zero and, uh, and Kiwami. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? Uh, they also announced Hitman 2. Uh, they announced Star Control Origins, which will be out in September 20th. So this Battle Royale game, I think, is kind of funny. It's called Rapture Rejects, and it's made by Cyanide and Happiness. Okay. Fuck so it. like, so that one could be really funny, like depending. I guess. Uh, and then there's a new expansion for Don't Starve that's called Don't Starve Hamlet, and it's not about Shakespeare. It's about towns. Okay. You that's build cool. a town in Don't Starve. So that'll be yep. that's a cool little addition to Don't Starve because Don't yeah. Starve is a nice little game. Uh, and then we have Big Daddy Sony, who did something new this year that was really awesome. Yeah. And that they prior to E3 announced a whole bunch of games mm -hmm. and th so that they could just focus on a couple of games at E3. Starting with The Last of Us Part Two. I am incredibly stoked for this because one it got you curious because the dude's just playing a banjo you don't have you've no fucking clue what's going on and then all of a sudden you're like who is that did you call her ellie is this the last of us two yeah and then it they have this really slow kissing scene between the two ladies and then it pans to ellie cutting the throat of some poor bastard who decided to cross her really great trailer would highly recommend taking a look at it yeah uh yeah it makes me want to buy a ps3 to play last of us <laughs> uh, they, you might just want to skip ps4 because they have the remaster yeah oh cool even better uh no release date or anything for that one uh the next one they showed off was uh ghost of shushima and uh looks really cool it's a japanese samurai game made by sucker punch who made infamous mm -hmm. set in war-torn funeral japan lots of witcher vibes from this one I was I was looking forward to this, and I actually thought that this was the uh, the game that From Software was going to debut. But yeah. and I'm not disappointed because yeah. both games look really good. But this looks the the battle system in this looked really fun. Yeah. Uh, then they announced Control, which is a new game from the people who made Max Payne, Alan Wake, and Quantum Break. And it yeah. looks pretty weird, but excited, yeah. really excited because I loved Alan Wake and Max Payne was okay. I like the original Max Payne games. Max Payne uh, 3 was actually not bad either. Then they announced the Resident Evil 2 remaster, which will be out Hi. in January. Super hype. January 25th. It's not a remaster. It's a full remake. 
they called it a remaster. Mm, it looks like a full remake to me. Oh, it, it does. It, yeah. But they, they referred to it as a remaster. So I don't know. Anyway, moving along. Then Death Stranding, which is quite possibly the weirdest game known to man. And every time they show new stuff, it just gets weirder and crazier. And uh, I'm fucking curious, man. I just want to know what's going on about the baby. Like, what's yeah. with the baby? It, it, what is this? I, I just thought it was funny that the trailer they showed off this time was like Extreme Mailman the game until it started getting even weirder. And then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what's going on. I don't anymore. know what's going on. But it's it's, it's Kojima. I mean, yeah. he's fucking weird. Yeah. Then there's this Neo 2 fucking game. This Which, most disappointing fucking franchise ever. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see the trailer, you know, looked at least a little interesting, uh, but it'll be interesting to see how it holds up against actual Samurai Dark Souls. <laughs> so the first one, in my opinion, was one of the most disappointing games I've ever played. Okay. I, I wanted it to be Dark Souls set in feudal Japan, like fucking weeaboo Dark Souls would have been great. It was not. It was punishing for the sake of being punishing, not punishing for the sake of teaching you how to play the game. And that yeah. pissed me off. Fuck this franchise. Fuck it. Nice. Uh, then they showed off Spider-Man, which looks amazing. If, oh, yeah. if it if it is half as good as the trailers look, it's going to be great. Uh, and it looks like the Sinister Six are the villains. So can't wait. Really cool. Can't wait. Uh, then there was a weird VR title that they snuck in at some point during the con- conference. It was called uh, De Racine, I think. And it's a mm-hmm. VR title, PlayStation VR from From Software. And it's not a Dark Souls style game. I'm curious. They have me curious. All right. Okay. And continuing with... Wrap up with Nintendo. Continuing with the pre-tape tradition. Here we go. Ugh. Okay. Um, do you do you like Smash Brothers? Because we got fucking Smash Brothers. Yeah. Uh, but for the, 35 fucking minutes. The interesting part about Smash Brothers was that they announced that there's going to be a new GameCube-style controller mm-hmm. for the Switch just because of this game which and I was... they're gonna support old school gamecube controllers also which I'm i thought that was kind of cool the dongle of some probably variety. yeah but yeah so because people love their gamecube controllers for smash brothers i mean it, it's, it's the important. best controller that ever made yeah so that'll be interesting but yeah it'll be out december 7th uh it has every every, every character from every smash brothers game which is cool still Including... no waluigi Including introducing the new character Ripley from the Metroid series. Yep. Still no Waluigi. Yep. Still no Waluigi. Everybody's <laughs> pissed about that and kind of mad about it too, even yep. though I didn't even like Smash Brothers. And then everyone came, I guess. Then everyone's favorite drinking game is coming to the Switch on October 5th Super Mario Party. Yep. Um, uh, you can even play it across multiple Switches. Like they had several of them sitting together during the trailer. Yep. Well, two really, but still, I thought it was kind of cool. Yep. Uh, and then Fortnite is the new Skyrim and is available on the Switch now for free. Somebody else just never want to see anything about Fortnite ever again. Hey, good on Epic for capitalizing on it. I guess, but just yeah. leave me alone. Uh, then they announced Fire Emblem of Three Houses, which will come in the spring of 2019. This might actually get me to buy a Switch. Nice. Because honestly, I love the Fire Emblem series. Yeah. I, oh, I know. I know you do. Uh, then there's Dragon Ball Fighters, which is coming in 2019 to the Switch. It's already out for PC and a couple other consoles, I think. It wasn't Fighter Z. 
or do they literally pronounce it fighters? I don't know. It might be fighter Z, but it's there's no space between the fighter and the Z. So yeah. fighters. No, that's fair. Uh, and then DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, Torno the Golden Country for September 14th. I'm looking forward to if I end up getting a Switch playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 because I enjoyed the first one. Uh, at least what I could play of it on my 3DS because it was not geared for 3DS play just like monster hunter that should have been a release on a console i don't know it's just it's frustrating to see that so that's it for e3 from us um we don't know when we'll be up next but when we do it'll be south park the fractured butthole yeah because and still has to play that (laughs) yeah yes i do all right so take it easy guys let us know what you liked about e3 yeah and hopefully we'll talk to you soon yeah, you know where to reach us. You can find us over at loadedcartgaming.com. I am at Paul Cluel. He is at Chop the Viking. You can find us at loadedcart on Twitter and email us podcast at loadedcartgaming.com if you have any questions. Check out the website. We'll be putting more details there as things go and when we can do some new episodes. Thanks, guys. And here is some smooth jazz to play you out. My my wife is yelling at my daughter. <laughs> anyway. DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles 2 called and you Torna the up. What? You fuck that up. <laughs> sure. So <laughs> September twenty fourth. Or September fourteenth. I fucked that up too. It happens. <laughs>